Welcome back to the pod. I'm so happy that you're here. We are back with an all new solo episode. Today, I'm tackling some more questions and just some daily mom life um, that I think some of you can relate to if you're listening as somebody who is considering becoming a single mom by choice or possibly by circumstance even. um, You may get some insight into what it's really like to be a solo mom in this lifetime. You know, as I've previously mentioned so many times, like single mothers have had this ridiculous stigma for such a long time. And of course, a lot of these stigmas are just outdated and ridiculous in today's day and age, right? Um, we, there, women can do anything. Women could always do anything and everything, of course, but they were limited to, you know, what we were told we could or couldn't do. Now, There are more and more women that are deciding to just take their power back and become solo moms. And that is, you know, having a baby on your own, using a donor or donors and or, you know, walking away from something that is just no longer serving you. And another thing that I've said many times, I do not recommend walking away from marriages just because things are tough or whatever. Of course, I'm an advocate for you know, fighting for your marriage and trying for your partnership and putting in the effort and it takes two to tango and everything in life is going to take effort. And if you want to be in a committed relationship, of course, that takes effort from both parties. I'm speaking to the women that are capped out, that are in really bad positions, that really need to um, make a change for themselves and for their children or future children. Um, that those are the women that I'm talking to, the women that are happily married or what, of course, I don't recommend just blowing that all up and starting over. It is absurd. Um, and you may or not believe that. I actually do get DMs like that. Like, why would you, you know, recommend people blow up marriages or end what they have going on and just do it on their own? It's ridiculous, which of course is absurd because it is in no way what I'm ever saying. So just to clarify for anyone who may have misunderstood me in a previous post or podcast episode or whatever it is, that is not my advice ever. Now, um, if you are thinking about becoming a single mom by choice, you may be thinking like, okay, A, there's like the the finances aspect. How are you going to balance everything? Can you really do it on your own? Um, Like the logistics of everything, how are you going to do that? And of course that makes sense. But You may also be thinking even deeper into the future, like, what is my day-to-day life going to be like? Can I actually do this on, like, a continuous basis for the next 18 to however many years, right? Because raising our kids, okay, technically, they're children until they're 18, but you're a mom. If you step into this role, you're mom forever, right? So... This is a choice that you need to be taking um, and really thinking about the longevity of a choice like this because it is a lifelong decision. Um, With that being said, of course, it's a decision that I am so happy that I made. I am really blessed and lucky that things worked out really well for me and for my family. Um, But yeah, that is something that you should really be taking time to think about and decide why you want it and really do the work to break down what is calling you to a choice like this. And these are things that, of course, we work out inside of Single Mom Mindset. And there's also something that we touch on in Empowered Women, which are two of my 
best-selling programs. You can find the links below for those. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly important to know why you're making these choices. And if it's like a rash decision, obviously it's never a good idea to just go after something just on a whim, you know? Um, but yeah, do the work to figure out why it is that you want it. But if, and when you should decide to become a single mom by choice, um, a little insight into what the day looks like compared to, um, possibly a mom who has a partner who's very invested and, you know, does their part too. Um, there's really the day-to-day things and you're going to fall into a schedule that works. And that was something for me that I really had to work at. Um, when my ex and I split, Riley was just a little over one and we moved into our own little apartment, Riley and I, and, you know, I set it up and it was great. And, you know, we kind of found our footing slowly. Um, but I had, I had no other choice. I dove headfirst into solar motherhood because, that was our situation, right? There's no turning back. So with that, I kind of had to just figure things out along the way. Um, But that's something that I find so many solo moms, like we relate to that because there's, you're always going to be just kind of figuring things out as you go. Isn't that life? Like, right? Anything that you do, if you've never done it before, you can study all you want. But at the end of the day, you're really going to be figuring things out as you go with trial and error and just seeing how you feel and following your intuition. And a lot of motherhood truly is intuitive and everyone is going to do things their own way. But we're also uh, naturally driven by the way that we were raised. So if you're thinking, okay, like a lot of the things that my parents did was kind of crappy. Um, I love them, of course, but uh, there was a lot of lifelong issues that you've had to kind of deal with since your childhood and therapy and all these things that we're all, all of us millennials seem to have in common. Um, we have to learn from our parents before us and really discover ways that we can do better and, you know, thank our parents for the lessons and so forth and the strength that they've given us. But it's important to uh, make choices that are going to be better for your kids. So you have to be intentional about your parenting. Um, so it's a big combination of intuition and and intention. And those are things also that we touch on in the programs. But yeah, I want to touch more on what like a day-to-day life is in my own life, my own situation. Um, you may not or may or may not be able to relate. I mean, I am self-employed. I have several different gigs that are going all at once. I have writing gigs. I have content gigs. I have podcast gigs. I have speaking gigs. I have all these things that are kind of going on and I have coaching clients and my mentorship programs and just adding more content to those. And there's, I kind of always have like 4,000 balls in the air at one given time is what it feels like. Um, but honestly in the best way, I would not change it. I am so blessed, so lucky and so excited by the things that I'm working on right now. So Um, It's not a complaint. I'm just saying that there's always a lot of things happening. So, but my schedule is also because of that, my schedule is very flexible and I get to kind of do things and make things fit the way that works best for me and my family. So I'm very blessed in that way. Um, So yeah, if you have a nine to five 
it's going to be a bit different. However, I will try to circle back about um, when I first had Riley and I was a single mom and I was working a nine to five and working in corporate and what that was like. But first, I'm going to dive into um, what it's like with Leo and now Rye is eight and a half and working for myself. I mean, in the morning we wake up, she's going to school. Leo stays home. Um, I actually have my best friend will come and look after him on occasion if I have like a mentorship call or I have a business meeting or whatever. She'll come and look after him so that I can be have like undivided attention, obviously, in the calls. Um, but yeah, I am fortunate again that I have some help. Um, but yeah, so the morning we wake up, it's the typical morning routine. I love waking up earlier than the kids. I've found this in probably the last like few months that I like to wake up much earlier than them because I get that like quiet. There's nothing going on in the house. You could hear a pin drop. It's lovely. Um, it's kind of the calm before the storm because I have a toddler, so there's a lot going on there. Um, but yeah, so I do uh, having my tea and I like to exercise in the morning, most mornings and meditate and journal. And I've really gotten into that in the past few months as well. Um, and I feel better. Like I just feel mentally clearer and it's honestly the best thing. I was doing that many years ago um, when I first kind of dabbled in coaching and didn't take it seriously. Um, but I, I wish I had because like the mindset stuff is so powerful and it's something that I've always been so incredibly passionate about. I just wish I had kept it as like a day-to-day activity because it's it's really powerful. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's a little bit of my morning. And then usually the kids wake up after I've taken my shower. So I have like a good hour or two before they get up, which is fantastic. That's my me time. I try not to work during those times, but honestly, who are we kidding? Sometimes I'll answer an email or a couple of DMs or whatever, just because there's so much stuff happening or planned content or whatever. But then also... Then the kids get up. I do Riley's lunch for school. I make the kids breakfast at the same time. They usually hang out together. They'll watch a movie or they'll play or they dance or whatever. And honestly, I'm really lucky despite the age gap, which is something that terrified me, truthfully. Um, they're actually really great together. They love each other tremendously and they play together really well for the most part. There's the occasional hiccup, of course. Um, but yeah, they, they get along really well and they actually hang out together, which is really cool. So yeah, they kind of spend a little bit of time together while I'm doing the lunches because that's just the way it works. And any mom can relate. It's just, you're trying to do 900 things at once. Sometimes the kids are going to have to entertain themselves, but, um, yeah, so I'll do lunch and breakfast and then they have breakfast together and I get Riley's outfit ready because she lets me pick her outfit still usually. And yeah, so I get them ready for the day. Then we bring Riley to school and she's there for gosh, seven hours. I think it is. And within those seven hours, I like to do like when we get back, Leo and I will typically go for a walk, get outside, play outside while like weather permitting. And that means even in the rain because he likes that. Um, And yeah, just to get outside and then we come back and then we kind of hang out. Sometimes we read and do arts and crafts and things. And then uh, it's usually give him some lunch 
And then he usually takes a nap. We hope, we pray, he takes a nap. Um, It's actually best when we do get outside because, I don't know, the fresh air and the sunshine and the running around like a lunatic seems to help him sleep. So we're happy about that. So we try to do that every day, every morning. Um, But yeah, and then while he's sleeping, hopefully, that's when I really try to bang out everything that I have for that day that I don't have a call for, um, that I can just sit down on my own and just bang out on the computer or again, Instagram or whatever, social media. I prefer to work in like small blocks of work. So I'll do like if I have um, like a writing gig that I have that is due next week, I will, you know, do a small amount, sit down, really focus, write up a draft in half an hour, just like a really quick rough draft of what I want to send in. And then I'll go over it again the next day. So I just like bang it all out, just get all of my ideas out on the paper. And then, um, yeah, so I just, I, I try to really cram in as much work as I possibly can within those, you know, hour and a half, two hours. And then uh, he wakes up and we play. Uh, what that is really varies during the day. We play cars, we color, we do art. We sometimes go back outside, depending again on the weather. Um, yeah, we hang out. He's my little buddy. And I love the fact that he's actually home. Uh, I won't get into um, daycare and stuff. Just because I had a bad experience with Riley's daycare. I don't know if I've even shared the story before. I may have on a, a previous episode. Um, but yeah, I just had some like traumatic experiences with her first daycare. So the fact that I have the opportunity to keep him home, I prefer to do so. And of course, I realize that that is a privilege and I'm grateful for that. Um, and yeah, and then we go pick up Riley just a couple hours later and uh, we come home, hang out. We catch up on the day, like how was her day and all the things. And um, she likes to, uh, I forget what the other parents call it. I've heard it on like uh, social media and stuff where the kids come home after school and they kind of like blurt out 9,000 things. And it's because apparently um, they say it's because all day they have to act a certain way and they're not allowed to talk in class and they have to like raise their hand if they want to speak and they're not allowed to talk to their friends or whatever, right? So they're very limited to... um, they have to be quiet essentially. So when they come home, they just like, like everything just comes out. Um, so we do that every afternoon. She comes and just gives me a play by play, which again, um, I'm grateful for because I know in the upcoming years, she may not, do that as much. Cause I know I didn't, as I got older, I didn't share everything with my parents anymore just because you're way too cool as a teenager and your parents know nothing. Right. So I'm, I'm taking it all as much as I can and enjoying it as much as I can, even though sometimes it feels like a lot. Um, yeah. And then, um, usually within a little bit, I'll start making dinner and get that done. We sit down to eat dinner together almost every night. Sometimes I allow Riley to go watch her show or whatever if she wants to. Um, but yeah, I like for us to sit together. I think it's important. Um, but yeah, so we sit together, eat our dinner most nights, as I said, and then after, of course we hang out and then Leo goes to bed around seven, seven thirty, And then it's 
mommy and Riley time one-on-one because I had all that time with Leo during the day. So I try my best to just have undivided attention for Riley before she goes to bed. Um, usually in that time, we obviously have to cram in the homework, um, and review, which I must say in third grade is absurd. The amount of homework that has just shifted from grade two to grade three is wild to me. Um, like I, a child after being at school for like seven hours, coming home to have to do like an hour or two of homework when you're eight, like, what are you doing? Anyways, that's a story for another day. But yeah, so sometimes we have lots of homework to cram in. Um, but yeah, and we like to play Barbies. It's her favorite thing ever. So I try to get some Barbies in there as much as possible. And yeah, then it's her bedtime. And then it's mommy time for like five minutes. And then I crash and burn and start it all over again. Um, now I I said I would loop. That's my situation now. And I realize that that's not super relatable to a lot of people unless, again, you're self-employed or whatever. So uh, when I had Riley and I was a solo mom for the first time, it was really hard. Um, Initially, my best friend was watching Riley while I was at school. She did that for a couple of months, I believe it was. And then... um, I started her in her very first daycare, which she was, I want to say, how old was she? Um, I believe she was like 15 or 16 months, which is super annoying when people talk in months. She was like less than a year and a half, like a year and a few months. And uh, yeah, that was really hard. I cried dropping her off at daycare, um, like ugly cried, like bald, sobbed. Like, it was horrible and really awful. And, you know, but it's what you have to do. So, I mean, I realized that it was, what are you going to do? Your kid needs to be in daycare or taken care of and you need to work. And that was my job at the time, which luckily the job paid fairly well. And because of that, though, I was in a situation where I had no other options, right? I had to work that job. So I did. And... Yeah, we made the best of it in terms of, you know, when I pick her up, we had our routine of always listening to songs like Beyonce, um, the hell was the song called? Uh, Single Ladies. That was her favorite song, favorite, favorite, favorite. And we would blast it and like she would dance and just kind of mumble words. And it's like that was us singing together. Um, But yeah, we had honestly the best time we would sing and whatever and then we'd go home and I'd make supper and our apartment was better in the sense like I love this house okay like I manifested the shit out of this house it needs a reno it needs a fucking major uplift or facelift um because it's very 90s It, it is on the list of things to do eventually um but yeah, like our play, our apartment, hers and mine was great because it was really open concept. So if Riley was in the living room, like I could see her perfectly. But a lot of the times she would just come and sit with me in the kitchen because she would be able to have the music or whatever movie or something on at the same time. And it was just so like cozy. It was a little place. Um, so yeah, it felt very connected, although I was in the kitchen and she may have been in the other room. Whereas here, it's a little bit more closed off, which is unfortunate. And again, it's on the list of things to change. But um, yeah, back to what I was saying, we would make dinner together a lot of the times and sit down and eat dinner together. And honestly, in our 
geez, up until we moved into the townhouse, which she was three. So for two years, uh, we lived in two different apartments because, again, I was a solo mama trying to just figure my shit out. Um, we, yeah, the two apartments that we had, we never had a table. We never had a dining room table because it was not a priority and it was really not in the budget. And truthfully, we didn't even have the space to put one. Like the place was like, the kitchen was so small. It was supposed to be like an eat in kitchen, which like eat in, unless you're like standing at the counter, there's no eating happening. in the kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we would just sit, she had like a little, um, a little table. I think I've actually, I've posted it before actually on Instagram. It was actually like a little kid's like crafting art table kind of thing for little kids to do whatever out of color and whatever. Um, and we would sit at that and it's really small and tiny and sitting on it breaks my back now that I'm in my mid thirties. But, uh, yeah, we would eat our meals there or before we even got that table. Cause Riley was given that table as a gift one Christmas from, I think my mom, um, before that, I would sit on the one chair that we had, like a one dining room chair kind of thing that I had. And she would sit in her high chair and I would just put my plate on her, her, um, what is it called? Oh my God, I'm losing my words today. On the tray of her high chair. And we would sit and eat as if like her high chair tray was the table. Um, and honestly, it's so funny because I look back and like it's kind of like a sad situation um but I was so proud like you don't you don't understand like I got us this place I was paying all the bills all by myself I started all like over completely on my own again my kid was in like this really she was in a freaking expensive ass daycare let me tell you something okay um it was private Okay, not covered by insurance in any way, um, or by the government, whatever. Like there was no, I wasn't getting anything back. I think I got like her daycare was, I want to say thirteen hundred dollars then, which now is probably the norm. I wouldn't even know, but yeah, it was like thirteen hundred dollars, and I got back I think three hundred of that from the government. So I was paying just a thousand bucks out of pocket just for her to be in daycare on my own, which was a lot. Like my job was okay paying at that time, but it wasn't that good. Um, but yeah, like I felt just so proud of myself with the fact that like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm not keeping myself stuck in a situation with somebody that is really just not my person in all the ways possible. Um, just so that we could be doing a little bit better. And it's not like we were doing all that much better when we were together, honestly, but um, I just, I was happy, but I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, we ate on her fucking tray. But again, you do what you can, you make the best of every situation. And that's something that I do try to do in life. And I'm progressively getting better and better and better at that truthfully, because it's something that I've practiced for so long. Cause I think it is a really important, powerful tool to just try to see the light in every situation. Um, but yeah, we would sit and eat our dinners together on her little tray or when we got the little little table, the little kids table, we would sit there together. And uh yeah, we had so much fun. Honestly, she was 
I mean, she still is. She's just bigger now. But she was like my little best friend. It was it, I like I don't even have words to really explain it well. Um, but we just have such an unbreakable bond and she's just obviously a part of me because she is a part of me. Both of my kids are. Um, but there's something so special about the bond that we made in kind of both of us figuring life out together, I guess. And yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I look back on those moments or those, those years really, um, with just joy and pride. And I'm just, I'm really happy about where we've gotten and that I kind of pushed through and continue to strive for more. And I don't know, I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy and she's a great kid and she's eight and a half now. And it's just blows my freaking mind. She's an amazing big sister. She's an amazing kid. She's got a heart of gold. Um, She's kind of been having some issues with kids at school because kids can be assholes. Who are we kidding? Um, So that's been kind of hard. But throughout, she's remained beautiful and sweet. And her, you know, her great heart is still untouched. She's unscathed for now. Thank God. And I hope it continues because she's just... Oh, she's got a heart of gold. Um, I'm really a lucky mama. But okay, yeah, I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent. But yes, then we would have our dinners and usually do bath night because kids in daycare and sickness and everything, she would take a bath like every night. With Leo, I do every second-ish. <laughs> Who are we kidding? At this point with two and everything else going on, we do our best with every second night for Leo. Okay, so don't judge me. But other than that, uh, yeah, she'd do her bath and we'd read a book and we always had a pretty decent schedule that was like really planned out. It was the book and cuddles and whatever. And yeah, most of the time she would sleep in my bed because mom's bed is better, obviously. And to this day, she still creeps into my bed every night. And actually up until as I'm recording this, I think it was like three days ago, two days ago now, she started sleeping in the room with Leo again. And it's been going really well other than the first night when he was jumping on her head and like at one o'clock in the morning because he was so excited that she was there. Like he was like, okay, playtime. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning. So that happened. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was craziness. And today it's different kind of craziness. Um, But no matter your situation, whether you work a nine to five or you're able to like do a nine to five, but you work from home or you have like a, I don't know, you have a different schedule, different kind of schedule. The thing is, is of course you need to have some sort of plan going into motherhood or you should hopefully, right? If it's something that you're choosing to do and you're planning, of course you have the opportunity to plan ahead a little bit. Um, But I do truly believe you're going to figure it out. Like if you feel called to it and logistically, you probably can do it. You know what I mean? You know, everybody has an intuition. Everyone has that like inner knowing, you know, like, okay, this is actually something I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. Like you, you can feel it. Okay. I can't feel it for you. Nobody else can. Okay. But if you have that inner knowing, that's like, I really want to be a mom or I'd be a really, I'd be a good mom, but you know, I'm scared because, you know, my parents 
were, you know, they made their mistakes and I'm scared that I'm going to make my mistakes like them. What if I'm exactly like them or whatever it is? Like we all have these fears. Um, but at the end of the day, you are going to figure it out. And honestly, I think that if you make this choice with love and, um, just follow your heart, you're making a good choice. Truthfully. That's all I have to say on that. Now, this was like a really random episode, um, but I get a lot of like, okay, what is like an actual day like? Like, just give me like the logistics, the specifics, the what do I like, what to expect from it. And I don't know. Those are just like, it's a very typical day. And um, I feel like it's the most relatable kind of typical day. I mean, we do do the occasional don't tell her teachers, but we do the occasional take a day off and we go to the zoo or something like that. But, um, that's us. That's my family. That's how I like to do things. I think that taking time off to do educational stuff and fun things as a family, um, can also be a really fun opportunity. Um, in the new year, Riley and I are planning to take a girl's trip to New York City to see our beautiful, well, she's my beautiful friend. She will be Riley's beautiful friend too. Um, but Tanya, and she is amazing and I'm excited to actually spend some time with her. So we have that coming and Riley will probably miss a day or two of school for that. Um, but I'm, uh, I don't know, I may be controversial or whatever. If there's any teachers listening, don't come for me. Um, but I, I just, I focus on getting the schoolwork and things done and making sure that's still a priority while also living life. I think that that's really important. If you have the opportunity to do so, you should. Um, but yeah, I'm going to leave you on that. Thank you for another fun episode and continue to send in your questions shoot me a DM. I'll even put my email at the bottom of this um, episode in the show notes. So you can actually send me an email if you have any questions. You'll also be able to find um, Single Mom Mindset, the program, all the information below, as well as a freebie on how and when to really get started as a single mom by choice. And that's having a baby on your own. Um, There's also a free uh, intention setting guide which will uh, kind of set you up to build your confidence again, build up your self-esteem, make you kind of trust yourself again. That might sound really weird, um, but it's super important if you're making a huge decision such as being a choice mom or not. Honestly, it's just a great way to help you step into your power. Again, that's a free program the intention setting program. And also I have the link below in the show notes for empowered woman, which is a fairly new program. And that is one for helping you step into your power as a woman, a fierce woman, one that is healed, one who knows who she is. Like how many people can you talk to that have not a clue who they are, what they want, what they stand for. They're wishy-washy They because we're all like just targeted with so much, um, like competition and all these like filtered views on the world that are not even real. So we think like, I got to have what Cindy has because she's bougie or I want to have marriage like they have that they only show the highlights of on social media. Like it's, we're at an all time high of being just shown all kinds of stuff that is just false advertising and it's not real life, but it's these ideals that we're trying to 
make happen and live up to that don't exist for anybody. Okay, so we're in a lifetime now, a time where we really need to be focusing on ourselves, our inner work, our own inner healing, discovering who and what we are and what we want out of life without thinking about people's opinions or judgments or what, you know, Sam down the street is doing because what Sam's doing is none of your business and vice versa. Um, So yeah, that's Empowered Woman. That program is going to be linked below as well. I cannot wait to see you inside of there. I am also offering a brand new Black Friday promo site-wide. So that's all the programs, all the guides that I offer right now are 30% off if you use the code Black Friday. That is until December 1st of this year at midnight Eastern. So get in there, Black Friday altogether save yourself 30% site-wide, and come back next week for an all-new episode. Thank you so much for being here. Bye.